Welcome to Grandma's Breakfast. This is what, G, like our like 10 episode or something like that? I don't know. I haven't even counted. Who the fuck cares, G? Like we probably have like 20 followers anyway, so. And half of them are like our family members, so. <laughs> Screw it. Who cares? Who's we keeping love track? Every one of them. Right? Alright. So no. Frank, today we have a really, really special guest. My dear, dear friend, Mariela Flor Olivo, a.k.a. Mari, for the friends, right? <laughs> exactly. Yay! No, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mari, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us everything that you think we should know about you, for those of you that don't know you. Ooh, wow. Well, hello. Um, my name is Mariela Flor Olivo, which is, hey. you know... Very Sorry, real quick. I, I think you, you, you have control over your game or your thing. Maybe crank it up or bring it closer to you a little bit. I'm kind of Can quiet. Can you hear me better? Yeah. And Sweet. then a little less quiet. Sorry. I'm an audio guy, so I'm going to, you know. Yes. No, <laughs> give it. Critique. Hey. Yeah, I can hear you way better you now. You do it for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. You're good at your job, man. Um, well, hey. Um, my name is Mariela Florolivo, and, you know, it's quite a mouthful. So, like Luis said, I go by Mari. Um for my friends and I think if you're listening you know we're all friends now so you can call me Maddie. Mm -hmm. um I hail originally from San Antonio Texas and I've been in New York in Brooklyn for about seven years now it'll be the official like seven year mark in September right. at some point so I guess I love it yeah. if I'm still here right <laughs> seven years just shy of a decade um but I can't I'm believe it's been time. seven years um, Maddie. I, I remember, I remember the day that I you know. left. I remember like the time that you left and I can't believe that it's been seven years. Like for those of you that don't know, Mari and I belong to the same theater community in, in San Antonio, Texas. We've known each other for many years. Sadly, we never got to do a show together, but, yeah. but we, would see, we would see each other's shows a lot. And like, and like, so we were part of the same like community back home, right? In good old San Antonio, Texas. Right. Exactly. Good old San Antonio. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, you gonna do a show together? Maybe not that kind of show, but a show. Yeah, absolutely. It's I'm never down, too dude. Late. Well, if you, for those of you guys that don't know, Mari is one of those artists that just can fucking do it all. She's a great actress. <laughs> she's an amazing singer. She's an amazing dancer. She's a she's a musician. She plays the guitar. Like it's just one of those artists that just always amazes you, and you're like, how the fuck can you do all of that? you know oh yeah that, uh, you're an so, angel thank you <laughs> no i'm just telling i'm telling i'm telling the truth i'm telling the truth like i've always been like super amazed at your talent and maybe next time we can work on our like little tap duo or something like that that would be really fucking cool precisely i'm ready you know i need to get back into shape with that so you mm -hmm. hit me up and we'll go <laughs> yep. so Marty, what do you do what do you do over there in the east coast um, so I do, um, I've been doing theater since I was about eight years old. And so I just come from this lifetime of doing it. And that naturally carried me up here. Um, I never thought I'd wind up up here. I never originally wanted to even come to New York, but, um, you know, life, it's a huge long story, but the long story short is my time in Texas, um, was coming to a close and I needed 
you know, I feel like because Texas is so huge, if you're born there and you decide, you know, to stay there, you just never leave. And, you know, I come from a family that was pretty, you know, we were like middle class, lower middle class growing up. And by the time we hit, I hit high school, um, we were pretty government, you know, government declared poverty level. And so, you know, completing college wasn't <laughs> really an option without a huge generous scholarship. And um, I'd wound up, you know, still doing shows in town, but I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. You know, I had a lot of people asking me, um, you know, it's so incredibly kind of you to, to acknowledge all the, all the things I do, like they're all gifts and I, I just try and use all of them, you know, like that's all, that's all you can do. Right. And so, um, you know, I had people that were like, Hey, like you, you're, you're not at Juilliard. Like, why is that person at, you should be, you know? And I'm like, Oh, great. You're offering a check. Well, that'll be 80 grand a year for uh, the Boston conservatory, you know, like whatever. And, um, you know, it was just time to go. I was, I was miserable. I was very depressed. And, um, throughout, you know, coming from this life of doing theater, you, you network without even knowing it, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you know, you get to skip all the, all the, politely said bullshit you know you get to skip the resume talk you get to just be like who are you what do you want what do you like what makes you happy what's your favorite color you know and and through this life of getting to know people this way and and doing shows with them sharing stages with so many you know wonderful truly wonderful souls um they would come to new york and they'd get here you know they'd be doing their thing and they'd reach out over the years and just be Mm -hmm. like hey maddie like why don't you why don't you come like one day when you're ready, you know? And so I, I did, you know, when I hit that point where I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't be here anymore. I can't do this. Um, I, I came to New York. My mom surrendered um, a life savings of every stipend I'd ever made for every show and was like, I can't send you, but you can send you go to New York. Here you go. And, and I did, and I've never looked back, man. I'd never left Texas. I'd never left my state. And, you know, I'd gone to like four cities and, and I'm, I'm here and, and I, I love it. You know, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm still doing music, still doing theater, still trying to stay alive. So, you know, things are pretty good. (laughs) That's amazing, Madi. That's really, really cool. I, I didn't actually know like the, the story of how you got to New York. And that's actually like really cool that you got like you actually like your mom was the one that saved all of your earnings from doing theater for all of those years. And that's what actually got you to New York. Exactly. I do agree. I do agree with the, what you said, though, um, because for the longest time before I changed my career and before I became a teacher for the longest time, my dream was also to like move to New York. And I tried like this whole Broadway thing and blah, 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 blah. But and actually, when I graduated high school, I auditioned for, for this uh, musical theater conservatory in New York called AMDA. Uh, yeah. And I got in. Like, I, I was offered a position in the musical theater program, but I ended up not going because literally the, day, the next day that, that I was accepted into the program, I sat down with a counselor and they just laid everything on the table of how much it was going to cost. And it was something fucking ridiculous. You Like, it was something like... Like you have to be really, really rich to be able to afford that stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I can't really put that on my, and my mom was willing to like take out loans and shit like that. And I'm like, I mm. can't put that on you, dude. Like, no, no. Mm. <laughs> and that's why, that, that's when, that's when I, 
that's when I started doing a lot of theater regionally with like all the theater companies in San Antonio and stuff like that. And that's pretty much where I learned most of what I know, really. Like you do get a lot of uh, knowledge and a lot of skills. You gain a lot of skills by just doing the art. Truly. You know, of course, training is necessary. Of course, you, you need to know like, you need to know your shit, you know, you need to know how to side read, you need to know like all of that stuff. And that's, that's, I feel like that's taught in a way. But like most of what you learn, you learn by just doing it and exposing yourself and like hearing like critiques and stuff like that, right? Right, so, yeah. exactly. Okay, so hold on guys. So my cousin just joined us, Mari. Mari, let me introduce you to my cousin, Ivan. What's going Hi, on? Ivan. Nice to meet you. That's me right there on the floor. <laughs> yeah. How are there, how are there two Damn, dog. Hold on. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> He's the one that I was telling you about yesterday, Marty, the one that wrote uh, Horse and Nebula. I don't know if you got to to hear like a couple of songs. Oh, incredible. Yeah, I got to play the first two tracks. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. All right, thank you. Are you're, you? Probably the, you're probably the only person who's heard it outside of my family. <gasps> well, listen, man, I'm going to take that and run with it. All right, I'm going to just Thanks. give me some to spread them. Thanks, man. <laughs> you got like a lot of sick equipment, man. Oh, thank you. Very kind. Thank you. Work hey, hard. Was that a beer that you were sipping? What? Me? No, I mean, I, me? Yeah. Yes, I'm sipping. This is sponsored by. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I love. Um, I wish, I'm a huge man. I wish. Sour beer fan. I'm a huge sour beer fan. So this is the Sequench Ale. Nice. Um, dude, really, dude really I, drank, I drank last night. I'm not like much of a drinker anymore, but I oh, had like. I, 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 <laughs> This guy never really drinks ever. Like I've probably <laughs> seen this guy in my whole like I don't know how many years of knowing him drink maybe two or three times if that. Uh, I don't know, dude. I was there. I was there a lot during during his drunken years. I was there yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, so, I didn't catch that part. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Me and Frank used to know each other from being like kids, and then we lost contact for like a shit, dude, more than ten years. Wow. But uh, I had like three white claws, dude. That shit fucks you up, dude. <laughs> what is, dude? Like, what the hell? What the hell is that? Like, what is a white claw? It's, is it like, it's like mineral water, flavored mineral water with alcohol. Like vodka, hard, hard seltzer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like hard seltzer, yeah. What the hell? So it's like, not, it's not like sweet. <laughs> it can't. It's just like mineral water, like what you have, but like when it's flavored with alcohol. It's for college students who like. Want to get drunk? Yeah. Don't want to really get that drunk, but dude, dude it fucked me up, dude. I only had three. <laughs> For those that don't want the freshman fifteen, isn't that what it's called or something? Is it really? Can you pack really? on that fifteen. Yeah, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep it light. Yeah. Fifteen dollars, dude. Uh, dude. Uh, fifteen pounds. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, stupid, dude. Hey, well, look at this. Look at this shitty haircut this fucking guy gave me. Look at this shit. Nick, I told you to go to my, my barber fool. Yeah, but I, that's after the fact, dude. I posted that shit, and then you sent me that. <laughs> well, now you know well, next time. To be honest, dude, like, it doesn't look bad from, like, here, from like, the camera. Up. You got a bedhead. Yeah. I just gotta dude, because you fucking blend, like, this side's all long and shit, and this side, you fucking, like, just, just fucking, just, like, uh. Just spike it up, bro. Fucking... Mohawk that shit. All right, dude. 
<laughs> All right, sorry, I was, I was getting off your topic. Uh, Howdy, what? So what it's, of, it's uh, nice to meet you. New York, are you from? Are you in? Um, I live in Brooklyn. I'm in Sunset Park. Six. Sunset Park. <laughs> yeah. So you're like great. a work, you're a working musician. I mean, COVID nineteen killed us all, didn't it? But no, yeah. I mean, I've actually had about four or five socially distant gigs um, out in Long Island City. Um, with this great, great group called um, Culture Lab LIC. And they just, you basically go out there and they are typically um, a gallery performance space where they they host anything from paintings and, and art, like visual art to um, performance art, you know, dance, music, theater. And because they can't use that space right now, they have expanded out into their parking lot. And I perform on the back of this really cool, you know, beat up old, old school Ford. Um, there's a whole rig set up in there. Bring my guitar and I just sit, you know, in the back of this truck and play for everyone. And, and people come from out, like, you know, someone will walk in and approach me at the end of the gig, which I always encourage. I love, I love when people come say hello. I'm like, we're all human, right? And don't bite get your butt over here and say hi, <laughs> you know? And so people come up and be like, man, I was just on my way home. You know, like I, you know, I had shit to do, but I heard your voice awesome. and I had to go, you know, I could, had to double back and, and people are just so hungry for, for art and music right now. Yeah. You know, they're, everyone's been stuck inside and, and they're just like, oh my gosh, this is a human. I can be outside. I can be safe, socially distanced. Seriously. And enjoy a beer, you know, like it's people are cool. They're coming out and it's been, um, it's been really moving, honestly. Like it's, it really has elevated, you know, I feel like in our craft, um, be it theater, music, dance, whatever, you know, there's always the fight and the school of thought of like, you know, money versus heart, money, money versus like the passion of doing it for the love of it. And, and I'm obviously on the, on the, for the love of it side, you know, I, um, really? You seem but, to be you know, doing really well for yourself. Thank you. That's very kind. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got yeah. a good village, you know, and, and people like you guys having me on the show. I'm so happy to be here. This is really cool. So what's like your style, like uh, music? Yeah, so I do, um, I do folk. I sort of classify it as like folk pop. Um, if you think like, I guess, you know, the only clear example which i love her you know i feel like people have gone through loving her hating her loving her and i'll just say you know folklore i haven't given it the full listen but it's a cool album um but i'm i would say i'm a mix between like early taylor swift before she went pop you know you hear a lot more of mm -hmm. those folk and country roots but i'm not country you know i tiptoe tiptoe on that that little edge um and people have very very kindly said um things like joni mitchell you know, English oh, and so I do um, a mix of of all of that. You know, and I play. Mm -hmm. I do rhythm guitar. Really wish I could solo. We'll get there. We'll get there. I just got an electric. Oh, so, dope, you know, man. we're moving. We're moving up in the world. Um, but I do a lot of finger picking, and um, you know, it's I I love it. I I greatly in, enjoy all the artists that yeah. that came before me, and it's a cool thing to be navigating. <laughs> all right, you know, so really nice. Oh. Sorry, really quick, guys. Uh, when when I was talking to Marty yesterday, last night about the podcast, we uh -huh. actually came up with like a really cool idea that no one has ever done on the podcast. Like none of our past, <laughs> none of our past guests have done it. Hey, so, Mar 
play a song. So, Marty, are you, are you, are you, are you ready? Yeah. Do, do you yeah. want to show yeah. us your first song? Yeah. I was going to ask you if you mind. Like, I knew it, dude. I knew it. And, you know, I was going to suggest it to you. <laughs> oh, dude, we're ahead of you. You're like the, the guitar is there, awesome. dude. So, so just tempting us. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, first thing yeah. I saw, I was like, that's fucking cool. All right. Is I'd be a, a real routine? jerk to just let it sit there the whole time, right? Yes, you know, like, dude. yeah, you can look at it. I'm not going to touch it, but. <laughs> Is that a mean painting behind you? <laughs> All right, Marty, do you want to talk a little bit about this song? Sure. Let me think. Um, let me think about what I'd like to do. All right. I'm going to mute. Do you guys want to hear a new song or like an older song? Whatever you mm -hmm. like, dude. Which, whichever one you like better. All right. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> Hold on, give <laughs> me a second. I'm gonna mute everyone so we don't get any like background noise, okay? And then when you're done, right. I'll, I will unmute everyone, okay? All right, Mari, the floor is yours. You, you need to unmute yourself, I'm sorry. How about now? All right, that's good. Mari, the floor is yours, okay? Cool. All right, get the burp, get the beer burps out. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. I just got um, an incredible offer. We're still banging out all the details, um, but a an acquaintance from we went to the same high school but he's a, an acquaintance like we we only met recently through zoom um and he's a he's a really cool guy and he currently lives out in colorado and started um his own record label and so he heard some of my stuff and was like hey let's make an album and i've been wanting to do that for years and so um i'm gonna play you one of my older tunes that will will hopefully be on that that album um and you'll find that like a lot of my songs deal with love and heartbreak, <laughs> but this one sort of balances that. I I think I hope um, it's called "Please Stay," and I think you'll get it when you hear it. I close off, conceal my feelings. I just had to wait. I am lost, consumed, I'm reeling, wondering if you'll stay. Don't be too close to me if you walk away. Without a fight, without a word, only pain. And don't get too close to me if you walk away. Leaving me with self-destruction on the brain. Put your arms around me, 
clothes off, conceal your feelings, I could guide your way. Take my hands, we're stumbling, something's gotta change. Don't get too close to me if you'll walk away. Without a fight, without a word, only pain. And don't get too close to me if you'll walk away. Leaving me with self-destruction on the brain. Dude, that was awesome. Dude, that was really, really oh. fucking cool, dude. I dude. loved it. I think you might have muted yourself. Um, Thank there you. you. <laughs> there that you was go. great. Good job, Marty. Yes. Oh, that was God. really good, Marty. I loved it. I loved it. That was really good. Yeah. That was really good. Thank so, guys, Thank you. On, Thank you. on top of Marty being an amazing oh. artist, She's also a very insightful person and she actually has prepared like a topic for us to discuss. So I don't know if Mari, you do want to introduce your topic? Sure. Um, so I loved, I love this concept. Like I really do love this concept for a show of asking questions and then just spitballing on it, you know, and adding ideas. So, um, you know, our, our world is crazy right now. We've all been stuck in a quarantine for, gosh, God knows how long. And um, three months for me. 
Three months. Yeah. I was, what about each of you guys? I was stuck. I, mine ended in June, but I was quarantined for four months. What about you guys? We're technically still like in quarantine. I just, man, I just went out for the first time. I would be, I would be if I hadn't had to go back to work. If I hadn't had to go back to work, I'd, I'd still be quarantined, uh, but. I mean, I've been working, I've been working from home. I've been, I've been working from home since it started. So for me, like, even if I'm working, like, it still feel like I'm in quarantine and I haven't, I feel like I can count with my hand, with one hand, how many times I've actually gone out in like the past three months. So we're still, I'm still technically in quarantine, even though like shit around me, it's opening up, but we'll quarantine. Wow. Dude, can I ask a question about your music real quick? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you're not you're not you're not a Regina Spector fan? I love Regina Spector. I actually saw her last so there was the spot where she got her start, like you know how Gaga had the bitter end, you know, everyone has their place. I feel like a lot of people had the bitter end. But Regina Spector um would perform at a place called um the Sidewalk Cafe. And um I was there the final night that it was ever open and she did like a surprise set no way man snuck in and yeah and she was blitzed she was so drunk and it was awesome to see like your idol just being human like i think that's the that's one that's a great thing but yeah she's she's a top she's like a top 10 fave for me i heard i heard her and your style a little bit oh that's so kind and so cool i can hear it i can hear it too i can totally hear it too muddy so now let me ask you like Thank I mean, you. she was, was she like, was she like hammer drunk? She was, well, she forgot. I forget if it was Samson or one of her, it was oh, like one of her famous songs. And she just was like, I have not played this in a very long time. And I'm very drunk. Like she just was very yeah. honest. She was <laughs> like, I just came here to have a good time, you know? And, and it was just so cool. Like it really, it was just a really, it's awesome cool. human experience and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because I, I make it a rule that you know we all we all have our idea of who we think we sound like but I never you know I like to hear what other people think and that yeah. you know like take that into account so that's yeah, really man. yeah like if I'm going to be like specific about it like your rhythm patterns cool. like when you sing like it kind of like has oh thing, I love yeah. that thank you that's yeah. really Kind compliment, thank you. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink to that, you know. Hey, <laughs> right, good. So, Mighty, what is what is your topic? Yes. So, um, I guess it's something I've thought about all my life, <laughs> but only became more prevalent um, once COVID nineteen started. Certainly, once the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, resurged. And certainly now that I've had to go back to work in a COVID-19 world. And I want to introduce the question of how do you feel about empathy? Is it taught? Is it learned? Is it something we're born with? Um, And when was like the first time each of you can remember, like if you can remember your earliest moment where you either um, saw empathy and like took note of it or felt empathy and took note of it. 
um, have you never felt empathy? Like, you know, you can be real, you can be honest. Like it's a hard thing. Like I talked to my mom recently and she was like, yeah, I, I don't have like the empathy you have. Like, I don't know if that's horrible to say, but you know, and I was just like, no, cool. Like let's talk about it. So I'm curious to see, like, do you guys think empathy is learned or taught? Are we born with it? And, and what are, what's like the earliest example you can remember in your life? Oh, this is like a great, that's a great question. Right. <laughs> All right. What do you guys have to say? Do you guys want to start? Is it taught, learn, or is it learned? Are you born with it? What was the other one? Or um, is it like, is it taught? <laughs> is it something taught through example? Um, something that you see and you take note of? Or is it I feel like naturally, as human beings, we have the ability to uh, look at ourselves and know what our experience is like. So then when you see somebody who goes through something that you've experienced and you're like well that fucking hurt me so i know that that person's also in pain i i think that's like the basic for me that was like the most basic understanding of empathy towards somebody because if you can't understand like where someone's coming from then you're it's going to be a lot harder for you to connect like even in other realms like other conversations you know like Mm -hmm. emotionally or whatever you know but even physically i think it's the most basic like you can see it in animals so I think it's kind of natural in some sense, but I think that it could probably be overlooked too. So I feel like it, it probably is a taught thing too, like especially for human beings because sometimes we have so much shit going on in our heads that we can overlook a lot of shit, including like being empathetic towards people, which I feel is pretty important. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like I agree with, I agree with you, Frank, to an extent. Um, I feel like, Empathy is like the most definitive characteristic of a human, of a person. It's like one of the key characteristics that separates us from animals because I honestly feel that animals, they don't have sympathy, G. Like they can kill each other and feel no remorse. They can have like a, they can, they, they, there can be a dog they're dying with like a bunch of other dogs and they can just, they, they won't do anything. They would just let it die. I don't, I don't believe that's true though. There, you see a lot of videos where, where animals do like, they're like tripping the fuck out because they, they notice, they, they know what death is, dude. They're not, they're not dumb. I will agree that like a lion isn't going to feel bad killing its prey. That's a different story though. You know what I mean? That's right. not, Check this out. Definitely is not going to feel empathetic. Check this out. When Wiley was dying, with our dog Wiley was dying, he was dying for like a long ass time, dude. Like he was dying for like, a mo- like almost a week, right, Ivan? Yeah, the dogs, like the dogs that grew up with him and lived with them and played with them and fought with them and ate with them, didn't give a fuck. <gasps> That's so sad. They Bad didn't dogs. give a fuck, dude. The, the poor dog was here on the, lo- on the, on the yard, dude, and he was like coughing and like dying. And the other dogs were just playing around him. And like they would sniff him once in a while, but then they would be like, yeah, whatever. So I feel like, I feel like yeah, I'm like, there, there could be like some instances where animals show something that could look like empathy dude but i don't feel like it's a conscious empathy it's just more like a fear base like yeah it doesn't look yeah i mean isn't that kind of still that's what i mean it's a pretty basic form of empathy though i mean there are deeper levels of it i feel like they might acknowledge that there's something wrong with this other animal dude but i don't they're they're not going to go into depression they're not going to feel like sad they're not going to be like dude like I, i mean i saw it with with our animals here and like our animals are fucking. Maybe, like, maybe your animals aren't very empathetic. I know <laughs> they're, they're fucking assholes, dude. They, they know, dude. My, he was my dog, dude. 
Yeah, that makes sense then, shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, dude, like, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, the, it's the key characteristic that, that separates us from animals, dude. Like, the ability to, to really feel for each other and, like, pick up on, on feelings and emotions and whatever the other person is going through, you know, and kind of, like, put yourself in the other person's shoes. That is literally what empathy is, you know? Um, I have a firm belief that, that humans are not born with any kind of, like, humanistic or social qualities dude everything is taught wow. i feel like well, everything is taught really? like i feel like well if you think of, i feel like most of most of the things most of the things most of the things that yeah most of, of the it, things are of most of the things are taught i feel dude like if you feel if you think about it when you're when you're growing up and your parents are raising you dude they're the ones who are teaching you like this is bad this is wrong this is good you're supposed to say this you're supposed to say that you're not supposed to like yeah, yeah. all of that so that's kind of like, that's like a, like a social indoctrination. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I feel like it's, it's taught. It's, 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 it's taught. And actually, yeah, yeah. and I feel like once you, social aspects, I, yeah. I understand. and I feel like once you reach a certain level of maturity and you go out into the world and you start experiencing life on your own, that's when your, your beliefs or your, your vision of empathy or like any other characteristics uh, change a little bit, morph a little bit. You know, you get you you get rid of the shit that you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I was taught this, but, you know, I don't really see it in the real world or like I don't really agree with it. And then you start forming like your own concept and your own ideas. And that's pretty much making your you're making up your own personality, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I understand. Uh, I think you're technically right. There's this, there's this dude, uh, Robert Sapolsky, that talks about the things that make humans uniquely humans. And he's a biologist. And he talks about, um, like, when you look into your dog's eyes and there's, like, all this fucking, like, weird, like, cascading, uh, like, endorphin effects. Mm. Um, when you feel empathy for other animals, apparently that's uniquely human. Like, according to him, like, only humans, like, feel bad when another animal's dying. Mm -hmm. like other animals don't but i mean like animals of another species like uh like we could look at like a gazelle getting eaten and feel bad for it you know yeah, yeah. um I, yeah i i don't know man i know that personally like i i have like weird empathy like when someone tells me a story like for example there's like a case here i'm gonna get like kind of like weird like kind of dark about it i guess but there's like a case here with like, like record with this record company here called Burger Records, right? You guys heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. Who you have? Yeah. Yeah. So they were like completely canceled because like, and they went out of business because uh, apparently like they were like, there was like a lot of like weird like misogynistic shit happening or yeah, like, something got, like that. they got in big trouble. Yeah, I saw yeah. there's like an article on like an old press or something like some weird article you know music, yeah like alternative music sites and stuff there was some yeah 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 like uh, uh i was reading it dude and like i didn't read all the fucking like cases like not all of them but from most of what i saw like i was like oh these girls are just like there's a lot of them that are like just mad that they had a bad situation with like a singer mm. and i was just like they like i just didn't feel bad i didn't feel bad for them dude and um I didn't, I, I, that's not that I didn't like understand their plight, but like in my heart of hearts, like I just did, didn't feel as bad as like other people felt. 
But you flip it on the other, like you flip it. Or you, it's not really a flip, but like I was thinking of people who fucking like, they never like, you know, they never hear or they never like experience like a vision in color. And I mm. see like their videos mm. and shit. And I was fucking bawling, dude. Like I was just like oh, crying sure. how like, sad they were. Like, not sad, but like yeah. how uh, happy they were. Yeah, like grandpa sees his daughter for the first, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, video person sees the sun <laughs> yeah, yeah. the first time. Yeah. And like my friend. Yeah, those are cool. Well, like we were talking about it yesterday when we hung out. And uh, my friend's like, why don't you feel bad for them? Those girls. Like, I was like, I don't know, dude. Well, I don't know. That's essentially what it came down to. Like, I don't know these people. Like, if it happened to my cousins mm-hmm. or my sister, then I'd feel bad. And, uh, like, I've talked openly that I feel like I might have, like, I don't know if I might have it, but, like, I just, I struggle with empathizing with people, really, you know? No. I you think maybe, you. do you think maybe that's, like, um, sort of, like, a natural defense system? Because if you gave, a, like, if you cared too much about, like, all of these people, like, you'd be sure. drained. You would never you'd have, like, mm-hmm. any energy for your... That, that's exactly like, where I'm coming from. I think yeah. so, man, because like, I remember I had a lot of like turmoil in my like my brain. And when I, it helped a lot when I like try to narrow down my circle of people that I cared about. Like mm-hmm. I care about you, like, cause I know you. Like, but if someone told me, oh yeah, dude, these people got hit by a bus. Like I'd be like, oh, that sucks. But I wouldn't really feel bad. Like maybe it's not kosher to say, but that's just how I feel. No, dude, I feel like I understand your feeling. Um, I, understand that. I, I, I feel like in a way, in a way, I also struggle with empathy in that aspect. G, like, and I, I also agree with what Frank said. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a self-defense uh, mechanism. G, like, when you're talking about empathy, G, you have to talk about something bad happening, right? That's when you actually feel bad for something, right? When someone is That's doing, you can yeah, just right. see something happening too. Yeah, like when someone yeah. is doing, when someone is doing good in their life. Like you feel happy for them, you know, but I mean, is that really, is that, is that actually empathy? I, I don't really think so. I feel like empathy, you experience it when somebody is going through like a hard time, a depression time or something that that's when you can actually like have like that feeling of like, oh my God, like, I just want to give you a hug, you know? Well, I mean, I, like, so when you're talking know, about, when you're talking it, it about be something positive too. Maybe I don't know. Is empathy supposed to, supposed to be? I don't know, like the, the defining way, the definition way, of it. The way is I perceive it, empathy, Jude, is like when somebody is like, "Oh, I got cancer." You're like, "Holy shit!" You well, like, you really feel for them. But when somebody's like, "Oh, no, dude, no, like, it, like I, I, I feel what they feel." So that okay, so it could be good or bad, huh? So it could be good or bad. I, I think like, I think can I empathize? Could be bad, dude. No, 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 no. What I'm asking is, is empathy technically like? felt only like if i look it up in the dictionary is it gonna be like when something bad happens and you feel like or is it gonna be like ability yeah. to like if something really good happened and i'm like, like that's fucking awesome that person must be on cloud nine right now like i love that person they're my homie like i'm so happy for them right now like i'm literally feeling joy for them is that a form of empathy or no i think it can like, be what? a form of, of, of empathy and and empathy because there's a difference between sympathizing and empathizing so Mm -hmm. sympathizing Uh, is where it's like that hasn't happened to you like you can't fathom but Mm -hmm. like and it's interesting because i feel both of these terms only tend to be 
brought about or discussed when it's something negative. Like we tend to only think of them when something bad has happened, because I think that's perhaps when they're most important. Like, you know, like when we see something go on the, going on the world, you know, we're like, empathize, empathize, like, you know, feel something, feel something. Um, and, and so it's interesting because, um, yeah, like with sympathy, you're like, oh, you know, like I can't relate to that happiness or I can't relate to that sadness, but like, I do feel something for you. Here I am, mm-hmm. you know, expressing or telling you mm-hmm. and empathy is where you yourself like have been there, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, a, you know, easiest form of, of empathy is like, you know, like a breakup or something when, um, you know, you've, you've been there and you've felt that pain and you're like, mm-hmm. I feel what you feel. Like, I respect that our, our hurts are different, but we are the same mm-hmm. in the sense that like, we've both been there and, okay. and, you know, it's, it's that, that out of body experience where you're like, mm, mm-hmm. I can, I can see where you've been. I know mm-hmm. what you're going through. Um, even if I don't know, you know, like, even if I don't know what you're going through, like, I know. <laughs> that's a really interesting way. That's a really interesting way of seeing it, Mari. Um, I feel this is, this is my personal opinion. Okay. I feel like a, a, a better word to go with empathy is support. Support. Yes. Yeah. Even like you can support someone if they're going through a difficult stuff, even if you've never really experienced it. Like I've never, and I hope I will never experience like fucked up thing like diabetes or like cancer or like shit like that, you know? But like if one of my friends gets it, or like, like Ivan says, like one of my family members or one of my friends gets it, gee, like I'm going to be like super fucking sad, gee, I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try to be there to support them and like talk to them and like this and that, you know, I'm, I'm in a way I'm, I'm, empath- I'm empathizing, I'm supporting this person. Same thing when, I mean, Mari knows a lot of people that have been on Broadway. I know a couple of people that have been on Broadway. Like that's a huge accomplishment when they tell you, like, I just booked a fucking amazing gig. Like, you're like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome, dude. Like, I want to go see your show, dude. Like, you should invite me to your cast party and shit like that, dude. Like, you want to be there to support them. And, like, you, you are having, like, this shared feelings with this person, you know? <laughs> Chances are that I will never be on Broadway, dude. But in a way, my friend making it there, dude, like, it feels like, like, holy shit, dude. Like, I did shows with this person, you know? Like, like, it's like, it's like a cool feeling, you know? Like, I know this guy and he's, like, up there on that fucking stage, dude. And it's like, hell yeah, dude. Like... In a way, you feel like a small part of you, it's there too. Sure. That makes sense? I love that joy. I love that you have joy about that. (laughs) I think think there's a whole thing in our, in our industry right now. And, and that, I mean, this is also something to talk about because like you as guys, like maybe you can tell me how it is in your world, but like women in this industry, like especially theater, you know, and, and music too, like both of these worlds, it gets so competitive that it becomes a thing where instead of expressing that joy like instead of being like I'm so happy for you it turns into a like I'm so happy for you and I feel so bad about myself and now let me tell you how bad you've made me feel about let me tell you how bad your joy has made me feel and you're like whoa whoa like whoa whoa, beep 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 like stop the car back up because you know it's that whole thing of like, like, I don't know. I feel like some people just were never taught the golden rule, never saw that fancy little poster in elementary school that says, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, like, I don't understand where this need, like, I don't know how it is with guys, but with women, it seems to be that sometimes not all women, like there are, you know, all women are incredible and wonderful, 
but we're, we're all human, right? We're all, we've all got flaws and we all, you know, are shy to show them, but like when they're out there, they're out there and it's okay. It's human. But like one of these human mm -hmm. flaws is mm -hmm. the need to actively tell someone like, Hey, like, congrats, but I'm jealous or like, Hey, congrats, but did you really deserve it? Hey, congrats. But I've been working so hard and I just don't get it. Like, do you, do you find that like in each of your fields? Like, do you find that men are like that to other men? Do you find that it's the same? Do you find it's different in any sort of way? Like how, how do you guys deal with that? Do you deal with it? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't personally I totally, dealt with that. I totally deal with fucking jealousy. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's a good thing. Jealousy is, I, I think it's a positive emotion, honestly. I just think it's looked at as a really? negative emotion. Can you, yeah. can you delve into that a little further? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's because like when you feel jealous of someone, it's like, cause you on a, some level feel like you're worthy of having what they have. Like for example, like there's a guy mm, on this podcast, Billy, cool. he's like essentially like the best musician I know. And I'm always jealous of his like accomplishments and like how good he is at like orchestrating. But I use that as motivation to get as good as he is. So I use like mm. competitive drive to like, like, I don't know if you listen to like my album, but like, I put a lot of time into the orchestration of it. So like I was, pre I'm pretty proud of uh, like how I like fit like instrumentation together. Yeah. And, but Billy's just like better at it than I am. And uh, <laughs> so like when he comes out Damn with something, it, like, fucking fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I'm also, but I'm also proud of him. Like I, I always yeah. want Billy to do the best that he could. And, I think sure. I think the yeah. fact that Billy isn't known as like one of the best, like when I I don't see that he's famous, I think it's criminal, you know. <laughs> it's just like that yeah. good to me, you know. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the way you're looking at it, Ivan, is really good. Like you're you're approaching it through a different perspective, like yeah. that's that's actually like driving you to be better. But I feel like yeah, and coming 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 from the theater world, G, like I can tell you that I I can relate to to Mari, G, like. You can tell when these people are judging you or they're congratulating you or they're telling you something to you. Like you can hear it in their tone. Like oh, you know yeah. when it's sincere. And you it's know when not. it's sincere, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like you, and then they're like, dude, it's, 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 it pisses me off, dude. It's like, you, you like, <laughs> like, why I the just fuck? openly deal with that by saying, dude, I'm jealous. I open with, I'm jealous and that's real. And then I say, but I'm happy for you because I am. Cause that's true. I, I am happy for that. Mm. Yeah. Well, see, I love that. Like, I love that reverse. Cause I was about to ask you, I was about to ask you, yeah, but do you tell Billy like, man, I'm jealous because like, I think there's a right way to do it. Like, I think obviously like jealousy is a huge, like we're all going to feel that to pretend you don't is foolish. You know, I don't think yeah. everyone feels it all the time about every circumstance and every person, but like when you do feel it, I think there's a right way to express it. And I kind of like, mm -hmm. because I'm used as a woman, I'm used to the reversal of, it starts with, I'm happy for you. It's like an apology, right? It's like, well, I'm sorry. And then you get that, but, and you know that that following sentence just completely depletes the meaning of whatever you mm -hmm. were going to say. Like you, you've already extra yourself out before you've even gotten to really say anything. And so no like, I feel like when people, when people lead with like, I'm happy for you or like, that's great. But then you get that, but 
that like that's what's killer. So I love like I love your reversal of the like, hey, I'm gonna get this jealousy, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get it out of the way first because it's real, it's here, it's human, it's it's awesome, you know, because it drives us. Like I love that point. But I think, you know, I think we forget it's it's like a you know it's a social skill like speaking some people just mm-hmm. like don't know how to speak to people you obviously know how to speak to people but like i think sometimes you know people are like he's like he's like no i'm not he's like you just gave me this medal and i really need you to take it back because that guy over there earned it i'm jealous of that guy give him that medal but i'm happy for you yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's wait. That's fucking interesting. So like you're saying, the girl world is more like um, it's catty, fake positivity kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's a thing where it's really hard because it's like we're all striving for happiness, right? Like I think at our core, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. Like leading sort of on the same chain of like empathy. Like are we born with it? Is it learned? I still, you know, believe in my core that we're born good like I think we're born good and we are products of our circumstances you know things that make us bad and so I think like women at our core we're all good we all know we're women we all want to love and respect each other but when you don't have that self-love first and you're looking to other things and to other people to like you know substitute that that's where it gets like messy and so i think mm-hmm. i think that's like a thing i think it's like when you're successful or you you find something that you love to do mm-hmm. and someone else looks at that and and they're not successful or they don't have that thing that they love to do yet or whatever mm-hmm. you know it's like there are those that are able to just take that inspiration and run with it mm-hmm. and there are those that are like inspired sure but they like for whatever reason need to let you know that like your, your happiness like hurts me and and it's, it's so, you know, and I think it's so weird. Like, I think it's human. I think, I think it's all right. I think it's like, if you have a good enough relationship with someone, you can compromise and like talk it out and be like, okay, well, like, tell me why you feel that way. You know, like you can kind of like help each other out in that way. But I think like, I think it's really hard when out of the gate, you just get that negativity and it's followed by empty words like it's it's followed by that like fake smile and that but i'm happy for you and then like uh two months later at a party you're like oh did you hear what so and so said about that time and you're like i "I thought they were happy like they said they loved me what you know (laughs) i think that's the difference is like uh are you hanging on to this like jealousy in the back of your mind for like weeks after or are you just kind of doing what i've been like coming from where it's more like oh you oh you're so lucky like you bastard i'm gonna get I, i'm gonna push myself to get to that so tell me about it like tell me more i want to know everything about it. like you know what i mean it's like a quick yeah it's a jealous like you said it's an honest jealousy and then it's not about that it's just more like like we're real homies and i'm happy for you i have something to say to you like experience. i feel like i feel like and i i mean everyone here dude does something creative that does something related to the arts and I feel like when you're part of that, when you're part of that world, you, if you are, if you're an artist, if you're a performer, if you're a singer, dancer, musician, whatever, dude, you have to have an ego, right? That's like a, that's like a big part of being a performer or an artist. You like every single one of us has an ego that it's bigger than the normal person. You like, we like to be seen. We like to get on stage. We like to, we like, we like, we like when people compliment us. We like when our friends come to see our shows, Gene, and that feeds on our ego. 
But I feel like it's the way you approach it, dude. Like your level of maturity, your level of like your love for the art instead of the love of, of just the pure attention of it. You know, and I feel like that's where that's where these people that have this, I guess you can say like negative jealousy, like that's where they come from, G. Like they they really do feel like they are more worthy of of what you have or what you have accomplished. And I feel like that's because they have an elevated ego. They they really do think that they are the shit. <laughs> All right, dude. Okay, check it out. You're totally right. And I am that person. Every time. Knew it, dude. What do you think? I was every looking time. at I was looking at you when I was saying it, dude. Dude, every time I hear like these side acts that have like a shitload of followers, I'm like fuck them. I deserve it. <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> Listen to my music, you fucks. Well, dude, that's yeah, different, yeah, yeah. dude. Like that's different. Like when you hear like when you see like when you see like so-called artists or musicians, dude, that 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 do like stupid music, that come up with like stupid shit that is just legitimately yeah. bad, that adds nothing, that, that has no artistic value, no emotion value or shit like that, and they're like blowing up. And then you're here, dude, like literally pouring your heart and your emotions yeah. into your art and you're barely getting recognized, dude. That is, I feel like that is unfair, dude. That is unfair in a way, but- yeah. but the world I mean, isn't fair. Like, exactly. Say, what's that say about the world? Exactly, yeah. dude, exactly. It's almost as if the world isn't say, fair. I'm gonna go back <laughs> to my uh, Immortal Technique uh, quote, where just cause you go platinum, it's got nothing to do with luck. It just means that a million people are stupid as fuck. Like, yeah. Hell yeah, dog. Yes, dude, uh, I hell, agree. Fuck everyone who's more <laughs> successful than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, G, no, like- that's, uh, my pes- that's my pessimist outlook. I, mean, no. I don't know if you guys, I don't know. If, Frank, you've been to New York City, right? Yeah, once. You've been, you've taken the, you've taken the subway, right? Yeah. Marty can attest to that. I can attest to that, G. The subway is full of amazing artists. Oh, like, dude, yeah. I amazing. Was hearing, like, shit yeah. All kinds yeah. of cool shit when I was there. I was like, I had to yeah, stop like, every five minutes. My group was like, dude, we can't keep stopping. I was like, all right, sorry. I was like a dog who just wants to piss on every street. <laughs> yes, G. Oh, it's really? like, what's happening here? What's happening here? Like, like it's like, fucking amazing, dude. Like, you don't yeah. just see, you don't just see musicians, dude. Like, you see jugglers, you see tap dancers, you see, like, I, I saw, like, someone reciting, like, Shakespeare sonnets to, like, hip hop. And I was like, yeah. like, and they were, like, fucking good, dude. Like, they were entertaining. They were amazing. And yeah. they were, like, they were, like, on the third level of the subway, like, way down there, dude. <laughs> this like subject's getting me depressed. <laughs> All right, go to New York. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's this really sad. Not, will it's inspire sad. you. Is like, was it? Oh, never mind. You know what I mean. It's cool. Our rent's real expensive. Oh, yeah, but, y'all are crazy you know. over there. I thought Cali was yeah. crazy until I saw some prices in New York. I was like, God damn. I didn't come out. I've never been to Cali. Like, Cali seems what? cool as Dude, well. I was yeah. going to say, dude. You gotta come down. Come visit. Frank and I put on this thing. Well, actually, our crew, like, maybe it's like a, like the grandma breakfast crew kind of like does this. <laughs> but um like we threw like this show that we want to like continue doing uh, i know i personally want to continue doing you should come down and play it dude oh sick. i would love to dude That'd it's like a, awesome. it's like a huge thing dude like we we, we, we get, get together and yeah it's, it's like a house party dude but we get a stage we get sound we get lights we have a bonfire like it's pretty fucking cool dude like we had one for halloween we had one for um what was it dude it was like valentine the day oh, after valentine's, valentine's day oh, yeah, yeah. And like, it's really cool to like, they, we invite like a bunch of musicians, a bunch of like bands and shit like that. And they come and perform and like, we get like a good crowd out here. It's kind of like, so far sounds. Have you, 
Oh, you... I love so far. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of like that. That's cool. And we want to like start like screaming and shit. That's great. Oh, but yeah, dude. Awesome. Like, if you're yeah. down, if you're down, if you're down, <laughs> we're extending the invitation right now. You don't Thank have to tell you. us right wow. now, dude. But but when, when the time on air, air. whoa, Ooh, gotta yeah. think about it. This is uh, a lot of commitment right here. I don't want to hurt the fans. All twenty of them. Yeah, we just gotta lock you in on a fucking. $20,000 down payment and <laughs> there you go exactly yeah cut the off your uh, left arm and advice uh, <laughs> yeah oh so, Marty said something that like piqued my interest when you said what you think people are essentially born good oh do you, yeah do you, does everyone else feel the same way I don't think so I don't think people are born I don't think humans are born good I feel like born. I feel like people are born in an inherent state of pure nature, and mm. if you look at nature, nature yeah. is anything but good. Nature is chaotic. Nature is destructive, but nature is also reconstructive. So I feel like humans are born without any of these values. I feel like values are taught through your upbringing, like your sure. parents are the ones that are telling you, like you're not supposed to do that. That is bad. If they wouldn't yeah. have told you that, I feel like it would be really hard for you to come up to that conclusion. Like, oh shit, like this is bad, you know? <laughs> so it's like, in a way, in a way, do you like when parents raise kids in a way, the way I see it is they're, it's, it's not so much that they're putting in the good in them because when parents raise you, do you like, they very rarely tell you like, oh, that's good. Or that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. They mostly tell they you, know. yeah, yeah. Or they mostly tell you like, that's wrong. Don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So in a way, a I feel like, I feel like, I feel like they're, instead yeah. of them putting the good in you, they're taking away the bad. So I feel like people or humans are born in a state of, um, it's like a middle ground. Like you're not either, you're either, you're not bad or you're not good. You're nothing. And then you mm. become something. You become good or you become bad. Huh. Depending on what you see. Yeah. That's existentialism. Yeah. <laughs> I can kind of agree with that agree. in some ways. I, I feel like, um, like I said, I feel like there are basic levels of empathy that we just naturally kind of have hardwired into us. Like when you let little babies play together, I think most of the time they're pretty, yeah, they're pretty chill with each other. But, but uh, I feel like they also, they, yeah, they are. They're, they're chaotic too. Like, you know, they're poking each other's eyes out on accident just because they want to grab everything. And like, I mean, it's, when I look at babies and, and old people, they're like the closest thing to like yeah. the other side. You know, they just fucking came from there or they're about to go back to chaotic fucking oblivion or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, yeah. infinity. These are some uh, really good points being made. Pre, like, you know, predetermined. <laughs> Shit, I mean, I don't know, man. It's fucking... Kids are crazy, bro. These are really good points. Uh, I'm in agreement with both of y'all. I think, uh, I don't think you guys have said anything that I think is contradictory to each other. Like, I think, um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think so too. But I think the pursuit of happiness is something that might be a little misleading because I think, um, the idea of forcibly looking for happiness is mm -hmm. what's going to make people unhappy. Like, I think, oh, you know. Sure you derive meaning no you derive happiness from living a meaningful and honest life and uh if you don't have like the courage to like be honest with yourself i mean I, i've been saying this fucking forever on our podcast like if you don't have the like the courage to be honest with yourself you'll never find happiness because you'll never find mm -hmm. meaning mm -hmm. oh yeah. son yeah wow. shakalaka she like... was ready <laughs> Adding to that, G, adding to that, that was, that was actually very well said. Uh, but adding to that, G, like, I also feel like 
people people have this perception of happiness of purpose as kind of like this entity that you that you're chasing through life right like you're always chasing purpose you're always chasing happiness and we talk mm -hmm. about these things like they're kind of ethereal things that are just floating like you can actually touch them smell them taste them right but you guys like you guys know me frank and frank and, and, and ivan know a little bit more of the way i think the philosophy that i follow i do think that that the philosophy of existentialism is like the most practical one for life and one of the things that they say or that they one of the key points of existentialism is that people there is no such thing as purpose like people are not mm. born with a purpose like when people say shit like oh i was born to do this or i was born to be this no you were not born to do anything or to be anything do you like on like if we're talking about the nature of things you're born to repro to reproduce and die that is the cycle of life right mm. like you're born you grow up you reproduce and then you die that is what you are born to do and that's what are you born to be at a very um, natural level, right? So now finding the thing, finding this whole um, meaning of purpose and like happiness, dude, that is like a very human thing. And um, it's, not, it's, it's not that you were born to it. It's not that it just fell out of the sky one day. Like the way you, the, the way you lived your life, the way you have been living your life up until that moment and like the experiences that you've had and like if you started doing music, if you if you happen to fucking come across someone who played the guitar and that caught your attention, then you will pick up the guitar. And then maybe after that, you will find a purpose. You will be like, oh, gee, like I'm actually good at this. Maybe I can be a musician. And like you start digging more into it and then you form that purpose. Like you are the one who sets the purpose. Purpose doesn't come to you. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, but I don't agree. Yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> Why? Tell me. Well, you're wrong. You can go first, Frank, if you want. Or whoever well, wants I, to I think it, it, it depends on how you want to look at it. Because, uh, yeah, you might be right. Like, it might be a very basic, you know, like, uh, I guess, it's existential way of looking at everything. And, like, yeah, your, your goal, your physical goal is to, to, you know, replicate and survive and whatever. And then die. And then, like, that's, that's it. But um, I think that's just, like, one per or a group of people's viewpoint at looking at something that can be looked at uh and pretty much an infinite amount of ways because like math is correct right like one plus one equals two across the board doesn't matter where you're at i get that but at the same time like you can't tell me what a black hole really is because all you have are theories and not everything is completely understood yet and so the fact that not everything is completely understood yet you can't say without a doubt that maybe there are like certain things that happened in i don't know it's just like like things that come off as coincidence sometimes i think uh it's just a little interesting how that happens i don't think that it needs to be very supernatural either it could be something very mathematical i mean i don't know yeah that's pretty much what i was saying shit like that i feel like i feel like when you find i feel like when you find purpose is very circumstantial do you like you like things have happened in your life that have led you to that point where you discover something and then you find the value in it and then you fall in love eventually but i don't feel like 
you are born to be a musician. I really yeah. wanted to be an artist and I fucking really tried for a while like to draw and get good at it. And I was like, man, I really want to do this. But like I physically suck at drawing and there are people <laughs> who just naturally born really good fucking drawers and have a steady hand. Shit, dude. I mean, I didn't find my purpose through there. Yeah, like, but I mean, you, have, you, have, have you met people? <laughs> have you met people that are very skilled, that are very talented, dude, that you're like, I don't know how the fuck you're not like a musician. And they are like, I don't know, bankers. Or they're like, their purpose they're like, was yeah, 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 an accountant. Not... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what? I play guitar yeah. uh, on Tuesdays at five. You're like, what? Well, sometimes you just get lucky too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I feel like you were born with skills. You like, there's definitely people who are born with skills. They were born with like a gifted voice and shit like that, dude. But that doesn't like. But maybe goes... there's maybe there are also times where like they had actual opportunities, but the decisions that they made fucking either led them down one way or another way it's so, circumstantial I mean, you can, yeah, that's, do you want to say that they true. failed or did they just pick a different route and, they may like, they may that's what i'm saying to you with when it comes to purpose you make the decision it doesn't come to you and it just happens no, like if, 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 if an opportunity You're comes wrong, to you dude. dude it's like it's no, like when, dude. all right no hear me out hear me out hear me out hear me out it's like what happened <laughs> It's like what happened with you and your band, the the, the average Gatsby. Oh, you like, I'm just kidding. You had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the dirt? You, you had, you said average Gatsby. Didn't, oh, <laughs> star. <laughs> didn't you say that before you guys broke up? Fucking up. You had an opportunity to open for like a big artist or like to work with a producer that yeah. worked with like a big artist, and they were like, yeah. no, fuck that. I don't want to do that. They yeah. made a decision, dude, and that led to mm -hmm. the fucking band breaking up. That led you to uh, a different path. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's circumstantial. Like I feel like it comes down to your decision. Like, do you take this route or you do you, do you take that route? Okay, man. Like when you got into theater. Okay, what do you love most? Like, let's say, what medium do you love most? What do you mean? Like, what what form of art? Yeah, whatever. Whatever you love most. Theater. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I love pussy, dude. <laughs> it's my purpose, man. <laughs> it's all I live for, dude. Um, okay, when you um, when you found, when you heard theater, did you feel like it found you? No, dude. I was dragged to my first theater performance. I was forced no, to no. go. Yeah, that's not the point. The point yeah. is, like, did you feel like when you heard it? Did you feel like? And it, and then like you just like laser focused on it. No, really? All right. For me, it was like that for music. Like I, uh, when I heard it, like I just fucking like, like I felt like it found me. Like I don't find like what you're mm -hmm. saying is like you don't find your meaning. Your meaning finds you if you like leave yourself open for it. Are you talking That's about? That's the way I see it. Are you talking about? Okay, you're talking about music finding you. Yeah. But what about you finding music? Do you like you actually picking up a guitar and like learning and shit like that? Did you do that on your own or did you do it because you saw our older cousins playing and like that kind of like because everyone likes music, dude. Like everyone feels drawn to music and yeah. music makes people feel things across the yes. universe. But what drew what drew you to music? Like, did you inherently instinctively picked up a guitar and you were like, I'm gonna do this now? Oh, well, that's what I mean. Like, that's what that's what I mean. Like, if it's it's a little bit of both, you know, like you can't like take one over the other because obviously like you you're exposed to it through like a social means. 
but at the same time like the thing is like you kind of like when you're born like you're kind of just like casting a wide net for your like interests you know mm -hmm. like and what what when something sticks i think it sticks for a reason because it agrees with who you are as a, like i think at your core being like i do think that there's things that aren't social like i think that there's things that uh are just like inherently human and i think not even human like if you take like i think maybe the reason why and i'm not like trying to like shit on your idea but it sucks <laughs> no 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 what i'm trying to say is uh i think like the scope like imagine just imagine like the the first life forms like the first life forms are just like prokaryotes right like little uh, bacteria and shit. three thousand years ago three million years ago heart oh. <laughs> our powers combined sorry go ahead prokaryotes no no yeah like they don't know like that they're fucking like setting the stage to essentially like you know like they start eating each other and then they start like fucking becoming like accustomed to like their surroundings and shit oh everything went black and uh they start having like these like they start developing these abilities like you know like some of them produce energy through the sun you know it's like chloroplast cells or some fucking bacteria produce energy through you know sugar like sugar sugar molecules and those are like mitochondria mm -hmm. and uh you know if you ask them like did you want like did you choose to do this or did this choose you like, <laughs> like they'll probably they obviously they can't answer because they don't have mouths but like, if they could, they probably wouldn't, wouldn't think twice about it, right? Tap twice if you agree. <laughs> Give me a sign. If chloroplast could Tell talk. Tell me! <laughs> dude, I can totally see you, like, yelling at a fucking Petri dish. Petri, what is it called, dude? What, chloroplast? No, Petri. like, that thing where you put the bacteria, you yeah. look at... Petri, Petri dish. dish. Like, Petri yeah. dish, I, I can totally picture you, like, just yelling at it. Tell me! Right now! <laughs> Yeah. Like when I look at like when I look at, when I look at my pets and they're like when I look at my dog sometimes I'll just be like I it, you can talk huh like if you can talk just, just let me know dude it's cool like I won't tell anybody just let me know cool. yeah yeah tell me you've never done that before like you've never seriously questioned yeah, like your course, dog can probably just legit thought about conversation it. just I thought, I thought you loved me man I thought yeah. I thought we were hey, cool. dude there's times there's times where I was like really fucking high dude. And I would look at, I would look into Rocco's oh, yeah. eyes, dude, and I swore they looked like human eyes that were just staring back at me, dude. Like, oh, I feel like, oh, I, was, like, a, I, feel like I, was, I know, dude, like, it was fucking creepy as fuck, dude. Like, I feel like it was wearing, like, a, I don't like that. I feel like it was wearing one of those helmet masks, and I could just see, like, the eye of a person just, like, looking at me. And I was like, dude, and I was just like, Frank, dude, like, you know, you can talk to me if you want, right? Like, I'm going to be cool. I'm not going to freak out or anything. You know? It's the con it's, dude, okay. it's a universal consciousness. When you look into an animal's eyes and you and you have that connection, like I, I, I stood like five feet in front of a full-grown lion before and stared Jesus. into his eyes, right. and you could legit just feel their fucking presence. Like not only are they so physically massive and just like muscular, but they're you just feel their like thought connection, and you're like, can you like read my mind right now? Or like what? They're just staring into dude. your soul, and you're it's like, dude, I'm looking at the universe right now. This is fucking nuts. Like, this is some crazy <laughs> you guys Rocco just joined us you want to say something Rocco? Rocco! 
<laughs> no, dude, like this is actually something that I trip out a lot about. And Ivan, like we've talked about it, like how animals can fucking pick up on our social cues and shit. Like Rocco well, knows when I'm mad at him and I don't even have to like, all I have to do is just talk, like talk to him in a different tone. <laughs> and he picks up. Dude, he's like, like hey, he, relax, yeah. relax, dude. Relax. Yeah. He's trying yeah, to tell yeah. you to relax. Yeah, I think what, like, the, what the real language is, you know? Like, mm -hmm. is, are spoken words just the formality? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mine words, is, dude. Real, is real language just really fucking like, you know, non mm -hmm. nonverbal? Hey, I got an idea for a song title. You should, like, someone of you musicians should write a song called mind words and just like write a song about that like you know when you just have like a thought connection with things should, should it not be like lyrical like should it just be like that'd be cool like just all <laughs> instrumental you just play and then you just make like yeah. different faces music. <laughs> that'd be sick <laughs> that would be fucking cool dude that's that's art right there but anyways dude like going back to i don't know who which wait, one wait, of wait, you... i want to i want to finish my point okay all right can, okay. Can I, please can i finish yeah like, i gotta go soon so yeah Oh, I know. Uh, 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 I don't. I don't want to make a point anymore. No, make your point. <laughs> no, you no. know, let's finish this right now, G. Let's just fucking finish it. Like, fuck All right. <laughs> okay. Look into like, my eyes. Tap twice if you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> um, okay. What I was really just gonna get at is like, at some point, like, if you zoom out to like what human societies are doing. Like when you look at it in like the, the form of like the individual, I think the purpose of, of you know, it's kind of like the question, like, why are we here? But the purpose of what we're doing kind of like comes into question or not comes into question, but kind of gets revealed. Don't you think like when you take like what a city is, doesn't it have like the most talented individuals in the world? Yeah. Yeah. And what is happening there? Like, information is getting shared and knowledge is getting revealed right symbiosis yeah 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 so yeah. so like fuck where did where's it going to yeah so i was just thinking that like you know like i, I was just thinking that there's like there is like a great uh, and that naturally thing. happens well i think that we're a transient thing you know like i think that humans like what we do like as an individual a lot of it is probably like meaningless in terms of like there is no actual purpose but right. like the things that we leave behind like the next generation is going to be smarter than us because of what we did mm -hmm. and more knowledge is like being gained and i think eventually what it comes is to like cosmic mastery and i the think the universe uh, when it's yeah out. yeah but but it's not an individual like endeavor it's like a collective endeavor mm -hmm. and um i don't think uh in that regard i think that there is meaning to like inherent meaning to life I agree. Yeah. I agree with what you said. What you said makes a lot of sense. I don't know which one of you guys made the analogy of us being born like as a net. Which one of you said something along those lines? They cast they cast a net. Yes, dude. I, I also yeah. agree with that too. I feel like when you are born, and I feel like that's what I meant when I said you are born without a purpose. Dude. Like you are born with a net and you can catch whatever you want. Like you're like a blank, you're like a white canvas. Dude. Like you're like a blank slate. Yeah. yeah. And you can you can you can absorb and 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 produce all of these ideas, but but you're not. I feel like, yes, you are born. Like there's there's this knowledge that is inherited to the next generation, dude. But what is it like? Does that mean that 
Um, I mean, look at look at all the look at all. I, mean, I can tell you from my point of view, dude. Like, I am a high school teacher. I've taught a lot of of, of high school students from all levels, and I can tell you, like, there's really not a whole lot of them. And as sad as it is, like, there's not really like a substantial pool of people that you that you're like, oh, like these people are actually gonna like bring something valuable to the next generations you know and it's not to yeah. downplay them or anything dude but but you can see you can see at a like even at that stage of life dude like who has like a potential like an actual potential to become an astrophysicist or like a fucking like uh uh i don't know like some of those crazy fucking um majors you know does that make sense so i feel like that that inherent knowledge will be passed down to just a certain amount of people those that care do you think that's happening now i feel like that's happened i feel like that happened like that i feel like that started happening like a like at least a generation before us mm. like the hive mind mm -hmm. that's been happening since humans have been on this earth bro yeah, yeah. that's a, that's yeah. A good. but like for a long time dude like if you look at history I'm a fucking huge history nerd, dude. But if you look at history, dude, like, just look at mid look at the Middle Ages, dude. Like the 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 way social the way social structures work, the way government worked, the way everything worked, dude, was fucking insane, dude. Like it was fucking insane. Like you would actually think that these people, they're not from the past. Like they're straight up from like a different planet. And these are like the the shit that they believed was fucking like they they really truly believe that it was true in their hearts dude like if a woman would get pregnant and they and, and if the woman would deliver a kid that was deformed people would truly believe that was like substantial cause to believe that this woman had sin mm -hmm. and they were usually executed for it i mean it's true isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well back then it was Back what is death was. to you, well, sir? <laughs> what do you think, Mari? What, what, is, what are your thoughts on this? On... This existential crisis. Or were you... Yeah. Um, oh, that's such a good question. That I'm not, you know... I'm really not sure. Um, I balance between extreme phases. You know, I, I go through extreme phases of needing to know my purpose, like needing to know why I'm here. Like, especially, you know, like, especially when you move somewhere, especially when you go to a city, you know, you go to a city like New York and, and that is the million dollar question that you get until you die. Right. Is like, why are you in New York? What are you doing? How's your career? How's your life? You know, when are you having kids? And you're like, I yeah. am just trying to wake up most mornings, you know? And it's so interesting because I go through, I pass through extreme phases of needing desperately to know my purpose and and live that to its fullest and then I have days where you know that's just it I wake up I get out of bed I'm already in a weird headspace and I'm like you know just being awake just waking up today was enough just being alive is enough and I I think it's hard because I think um it's interesting I I haven't I've thought about it a lot and at the same time I've found no conclusion I I have no answer like I I believe it's a case-by-case -case, like basis like I, I don't believe there's an I don't believe there's an answer as to like why we're here um like I I haven't found it and I'm not so you know um I think those that that do you know 
all power to them. But like I myself, I'm just like, I learn so much still every day. Like every day I learn something new when, you know, we think we know it all or we think we've reached a certain age or a certain point where, you know, we have a certain amount of knowledge and we're equipped with a set amount of tools and we think we're ready. And then someone, you know, brings about like empathy or brings about the topic of, you know, it could be anything or the fact that it's like, hey, you know, <laughs> like no one ever wants to talk about it, but it's like none of our parents were perfect, you know, and we, you know, we have this whole history of carrying family sins, you know, we have this family curses that this generation is trying to break, you know, mm -hmm. and so it's like when you have so much like that behind the scenes and, and at the root of it all, you know, to get to that baseline, that formative question of like, why are we here? I, I don't know. Like, I don't have an answer. Um, but I, th I think it comes from just like a need and want to exist. Just like the basic principle and thought of like, there is life that is meant to be lived. And I think it's like what you do with that is to each person. Like, I think there are those that were meant to lead. I think we have people that truly were born to be like leaders and be it that their power of speech was taught by a teacher or mentor, or be it that they always just had that way of, of social etiquette of speaking to people. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how Martin Luther King became Martin Luther King. You know, I don't know who taught him to do that. I don't know that it was his parents. Like, I, I don't think you know, it was his parents, like, sure, he was a reverend, mm -hmm. sure, his family might have been a reverend, but, you know, it's like, I don't know what makes people themselves at their core, and so um, it's interesting, because I, I think we're all put here to do, like, whatever we're meant to do, you know, it, it's so interesting, like, I really, I really haven't found that answer yet, um, um, it's, it's interesting, like, I won't, I won't go into it too much, but, like, I, I had a, a conversation with one of my, one of my best friends on this planet. Um, I've had a best friend since second grade and she's like my rock through and through. She's someone that we could, you know, not talk for three years, hop on the phone and oh my gosh, it's like we're right next to each other and nothing's changed. And we both were discussing the point recently. Um, and this was brought up earlier in this conversation um, of the need, like we are, we are born to, to procreate. We're born to be here. You know, we, that is our duty. And it's interesting because we were, um, my best friend, Whitney and I were talking about the fact that neither of us were really born with that maternal instinct. Like we, we weren't, and, and there are some women that that's all they want to do is be a mom. You know, they're, they're born and they get to a certain age and, and be it that they've viewed over romanticized things around them or, or heard certain language that alludes to, you know, the fact of, of the American dream, you know, the house, the car, whatever, um, kind of going on a tangent. I went to, I went to visit Woodstock for the first time ever, um, the other day on, on yeah. Thursday. And, um, it was so cool to be on the grounds and it was so interesting because that museum is fantastic. It goes, it delves into Woodstock and like what happened and took place there, you know, three days of just love, peace, music, no conflict during one of the most, you know, crazy times of the 60s. And it talks about how all these kids were born out of the product of the American dream of um, suburbs becoming popular, 
and over romanticized of like, you need a husband, you need a car, you need a dog and you need two kids. Come on out to like it, it exactly that, that, you know, ideal thing. And it's so interesting because we were talking about the fact that neither of us were born with that that need to have kids like sure it's in the back of our brains like oh yeah like i am a woman and like i love sex and i love men and like sure you know like it we'll probably have kids one day but like can i say that that is what i want to do like it you know and it also leads into that thing of like well, am i a bad person am i a bad person if i say oh i don't i don't want kids i don't know if i want to bring kids into the current society and world that we have is it rude of me to leave this world for them to fix if i can't fix it you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's so many of those interesting things and concepts of like you know what do we do why are we here and how do we fix what we have and what we have done and are doing like i don't know but you know one thing i've it's been nice you know the, the one thing that's it's been complicated going back to work um because I won't go into it too much. I'll just say that like the way it happened kind of gives me the idea that they don't want to pay severance to people that they're not keeping and all those sorts of things. And yes. so I'm healthy, I'm young. I went back because I, I can and, and I don't mind and I love people. And that's kind of something I forgot, you know, during quarantine. It's like, I definitely needed that alone time, but um, being back at work, um, beyond theater, beyond music, which, which I do both for people like, you know, and we, and we all do it for ourselves. Like we all do it because yes, like we have these egos and we have these dreams and we, we think, you know, we must think something of ourselves, you know, to a certain degree to be able to do what we do. But the fact is like, I do what I do so that someone else somewhere can see me doing what I do and decide, oh my gosh, I too can do that. Like I, I want that too. Like I do what I do to show that it's possible and being back at work. Um, it's interesting cause it's retail, it's corporate, but it's very artsy. It's like a bougie. I work for a company called paper source and it's super bougie, like a hallmark. Like you can go in and buy a fancy greeting card and a swell bottle or like whatever, you know, it's really fun. But, um, I, I love people. Like I, I love people. I, I, you know, I, sure. I don't love when that woman comes in and is screaming at me that we don't have her favorite lotion that she really doesn't need right now in a freaking quarantine of all things. But, you know, but I, I do love when I am able to help someone or I do love when, when someone is like, wow, like this really made my day or like, I, you know, like your smile or like something, I don't know, like there's something that feels good you know, sure, sure, in an, in an egoed way of like, oh, cool, like, I made someone feel good, but like, also just at the core of, of like, oh my gosh, like, my existing, and my just being here, and being who I am at my core made someone else feel good, like, that's cool, like, that's cool, that's unearthly to me, that is like, what is that, why am I that way, like, I'm an optimist realist, my mom is pessimist as all get out, you know, so where did I learn that optimism? I did not get it from my mother. Um, my father is awesome. Like I love my papi. He's my person. He's my rock, but he's a goofball. You know, he's a, he's a, you know, Hey, I don't want to talk about the hard stuff, but I will go buy you that ice cream and you can cry, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But so, so it's like, where do these things come from? Like, where does the, the essence 
you know, it's interesting. Like when we talk about purpose and existing, we talk about what it means to be a human at its core. And it's so interesting because it's like, I don't, I don't know, but I, I know that being alive feels good. I know that sure, you know, there are days where I'm like, was I even meant to be here? But like <laughs> the days when it's good, you know, the days when you're like, wow, like, I don't know what my purpose is, but I'm here and I'm trying to be happy and maybe I'm happy today and maybe I'm not, maybe I'll be happy tomorrow. You know, I, I loved your, your comment on just like the, the pursuit of happiness because it is very elusive and it is very draining. Like the, the thought that we are searching so hard for, for something that is often, you know, cause people say, well, create your own happiness. You know? Yeah. Like there are circumstances when, when you can for sure. But mm-hmm. like, there are also moments where it's out of your control and what do you do then? You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I loved your, your talk about how elusive that is because, you know, it is one of those things where, where people, you know, people always say like, what's your five-year plan? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? And it really is yeah. just like nowadays, like, it's man, dying. I'm just trying to wake up tomorrow. And if I make it through tomorrow, <laughs> all right, then we'll, then we'll tackle the next day and we'll tackle the next day and the next day you know yeah, gee. like it's all we can do it's all we can yep. do honestly dude like look at me i've been trying to get a job for like the past month and a half and i haven't heard anything so i cannot tell you where i'm going to be in a year from now i cannot welcome tell you- to la Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> no i get it you know dude like mighty i totally agree with what you said i think it was very well said oh, i feel awesome. like i feel like um and it, i feel like it goes back to like the whole thing of doing things for the love of it I feel like when you're going through like a rough moment in your life, when you don't know, like your moment of uncertainty or moment of depression or moment of like, who am I? Where am I? What am I supposed to do? I feel like if you have, I feel like we are lucky. I feel like we ourselves can call ourselves lucky because we have, we have something that we can go back to and do and will make us happy. Will make us, you know, come back to our senses. You like, if I feel depressed or if I feel like, you know, anxious or something do you like i go into my room and i and i started like practicing my tap dancing or like yeah. i lock myself into my bathroom and then i sing some songs you know i fucking like belt out some songs or like yeah. just shit like that you know dude and that kind of like that kind of like levels me i'm like okay dude like i feel a little bit better but we are the lucky ones that can go back to something like that you know like for yeah. example like i feel like it, it's funny that you said that about your mom being negative sometimes i feel like that's a very that's a very uh, Mexican mom. Thing. Yeah, that's a very that's a very that's a very that's a very true yeah. characteristic of a Mexican mom because that's how my mom is too. Like she's they're real. They they they're real. They keep us life, grounded. Man. They they yeah. humble us. We we need it, right? You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it does come from like them having uh like they they did have a, a shitty life to some extent, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like yeah. they like they shitty her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah like i agree i agree with pretty much everything that you said Marty. all right guys so we are approaching i feel like we're past our hour mark uh we got i, I want me and Marty want to want to end this show with an extra song yeah <laughs> do we yes of course yeah! of course wait <laughs> before you do that though where where can people listen to your music your social do you have links or something like that and, we'll, oh we'll for sure thank you um, good idea, good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great idea, you guys. See, I'm very not, I'm not good at the promotion part of myself. Oh, we got I'm you. Like, <laughs> thank you. See, looking out. Welcome. I'm so happy to 
have you guys in my village now, man. Um, so you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, all those different places. Mariela Flor Olivo. Um, my Instagram, Mariela underscore 12. And I am on Bandcamp. I did release like a four-year-old EP that was done like just me and my guitar, One Take Wonder. We did it, completed it in a day. We just sat down and did the damn thing four years ago. You know, we're all our own worst critics, right? And it sat on a on an old laptop forever. But I finally got it out because Bandcamp's been great. They've been doing the um, Fridays where they release, um, you get whatever you make from the album. Like you get the full amount. Oh, dude. So they don't take that's any awesome. cut. And it's that's awesome. cool. So that's been really nice. Like, honestly, there are some people out there like, Oh, to anyone who's bought that EP, like there was one month where it literally paid my rent, man. Like it was Dude, awesome. Like that's fucking awesome. That's wonderful. People are cool. People are cool. I love hearing that <laughs> cool. kind of shit. Oh, All right, and you and guys we'll are have, cool. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have this. We'll have uh, we'll have the links to uh, Marty's Instagram and like all of her social media on the description part of the of the podcast. So if you didn't catch that. You can always go back to the description and you'll have find the links over there. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and turn our mics and our cameras off and then we're going to give the whole stage to Mari and then we'll come back and we'll just say our goodbyes, all right? Hi. Can you... <clears throat> uh, Frank, can you turn off your camera? There you go. Um, so this is a tune that I wrote just before the quarantine, actually. I wrote it in, in March, right before everything just really went to hell, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, and it's kind of, it's interesting because it's definitely, it's a song that's like about someone, but it's also a song for myself. And it, it also just, I don't know, like if you, if you hear it and you, you know me or you don't know me, and you listen to the song, you you kind of get a sense of of who and how I am. I think, I hope, um, especially when I like someone or when I'm in love. Um, it's called Small Flower. I'm seeding. I've been planted. You dig take me into your care i ride excitedly right in your pocket on a nice journey to i know not where and it's fine here and it's lovely here it feels good here and I'm happy But you're scared We arrive at your destination You scoop me out, lay me into your ground I start to blossom and bloom soil and I wait to see if you'll come back around cause I'm fine here and you're lovely here you feel 
So I'll be a small flower in your garden. You'll scoop me out and take me home. Find a nice vase and I'll bathe in your sunlight. But when your water dries up, I'll be gone. fluctuates oh so strangely this flower's tough yeah she knows how to hang her soil can grow cold be too wet or freeze over but this flower's rooted all the same i am fine here you're so lovely dear damn good here are we happy i'll be a small flower in your garden you'll scoop me out and take me home find a nice vase and i'll bathe in your sunlight when your water dries up i'll be gone should go out if the rain turns the drought i'll be here in the rocks and the leaves and should you pick me up keep me safe in some cup i will happily sigh some leaf but should your water dry out grab me tight lift me out keep me safe in a poetry book so you'll flip to a page and you'll find me one day preserved and you'll gift me a look i am happy here you're so lovely dear we're damn good here happy I am a small flower in your garden you picked me out and took me home you found a nice face so I'd bathe in your sunlight but when your water dries up I'll be oh I am a small flower in your garden you'll scoop me out and take me home find a nice face so i'll bathe in your sunlight when your water dries up i'll be <laughs> Woo! Dude, that was fucking beautiful. Thank you. I loved Thank it. You. That was amazing, so dude. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Like, what a cool, 
No, thank you for being on the podcast. I feel like you're one of the most interesting uh, persons that we've awesome. had as a guest. So thank you for taking the time <laughs> and joining you. us. All right, everyone. Make thank sure you that so you, much. Make sure that you follow Mari on all her uh, social media. We'll make sure that we put all of the links in the description. So make sure you go there and like check out some of her music. Give her a like. Follow her on Instagram. Follow her on whatever. So thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Peace out. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, what you cooking? Oh, that's right.